The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Ellie, I think, I think the folks over at CNN and the folks at MSNBS might have heard us. They're actually taking time out to stop Trump bush bashing to cover real news. I mean, what? it's I know, right? We'll, we'll get into the flip around. Well, I think it was mine. I, I was gratified. When I jump on the air during the show and then Tucker Carlson at night over there on the Fox News channel, he notices the same thing that I did. And now all of a sudden today, CNN and MSNBS, they're actually covering real news as opposed to the fake news they've been so apt at covering. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Chris Salcedo Show, 888-933-93-888-900-3393. That is the phone number. We're going to be talking a lot about terrorism today, a lot about what Mick Mulvaney had to say about the budget, and I've got uh, some offerings from one of the local shows that I think you will all find particularly interesting. A local sheriff has displayed what many of us want to see from Republicans on the national level. I'll explain coming up. And it regards terrorism. Catching the show live, blaze.com slash radio. Blaze radio smartphone app, iHeartRadio app. If you want on-demand listening, meaning Blaze programming on your schedule, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Social media for the Salcedo Show on Facebook, The Chris Salcedo Show. On Twitter, at Chris Salcedo TX. And uh, there's also an email link for you back there on the Facebook page as well. And on theblaze.com, we have our own little tucked away section under channels. Go to theblaze.com, click on the channels section, find the Chris Salcedo Show, and make sure you follow us there. I was incredibly gratified that Tucker Carlson, even though I, I jumped on Twitter last night and took Tucker to issue for something he was saying about Russia, about how Russia was somehow not a threat to the United States. Uh, sorry. They were just as much a threat when President Obama was ignoring them and letting them run rampant all over the globe. They are just as much a threat now during the Trump administration. And Trump is not responsible. As a matter of fact, anybody who's responsible is the last administration. Left-wing extremist Democrats. All right, let's get on to the flip around. Uh, Let's start off with CNN. CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, folks, is covering actual news. They're over in the UK. Decision to decide that he's part of a bigger cell. And these cells traditionally, uh, you know, like to make multiple attacks at once, not just a one-off. And so they have very good reason to be worried. All right, Bob Bear, thank you. Barbara Starr as well. Atika Schubert, thank you to you as well. Arrests have been made over in the UK, folks. Uh, Associates, family members of the suicide bomber who blew to bits some of them young children as young as eight. Uh, we're going to talk to Jack Buckby today on the Chris Salcedo show. I wanted to give you guys an upfront and up close and personal view of how things are being conducted over there in the UK. It may not surprise any of you that left-wing forces are trying to tell the, the UK folks that they are so wrong for their Islamophobia. Not that the radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist was wrong for blowing their daughters to bits but that they are wrong to undertake Islamophobia 
and say, how dare you say that we shouldn't let people in here without proper vetting? How dare you say we shouldn't uh, insist on assimilation? We're Europe. And we let people in from all over the globe because we trust everybody. Even the ones who want to murder us. So we'll get into Jack Buckby with that. Uh, those who have a similar mental outlook populate the Brian Williams network. Let's go over to MSNBS. So how do how do intelligence and law enforcement uh, uh, think about this? Well, believe me, if we had to uh, arrest everybody that had gone from an inspirational uh, idea onto, you know, and, and had not moved on to an action phase of taking concrete steps, we'd be arresting tens of thousands of people on the suspicion of terrorism. Surveillance of individuals is very intensive. It is not something that can be sustained 24-7. The United States hasn't been able to sustain long-term counterintelligence uh, surveillance since World War II. Yes. Yes, and that would be an invasion of privacy, too. So let's see. If, if you can't surveil these people coming from certain parts of the world, perhaps you ought not be admitting them without insistence and without a process by which to admit them that makes sure to the greatest degree possible that they are assimilating into the culture. Perhaps the, the answer is, it, hey, let everybody in. And then, well, you know, if somebody gets, uh, gets, gets up on the radar screen, then we surveil them. But we can't surveil them 24-7, so we best can't, or we best not. Sorry, the answer is to stomp them at the border. And then go through the series of questions and checks before they're granted admittance to the Western world. That's the time to do it. You don't sit there and say, well, they're here now and we can't possibly monitor them. You shouldn't have let them in to begin with without the proper checks and the proper checks are not happening as evidenced of Europe and Europe and uh, what Barack Obama toward the latter part of his administration tried to do to us here in the United States over to Fox News Channel. And the Pope, according to the Vatican, agreed to work together uh, to fight against uh, the violence in the Middle East. Uh, they'd like to solve the, the problems there through uh, political dialogue as well as interreligious dialogue. But they did say that they are very concerned, both of them, about the plight of Christians in the region and the persecution of Christians and the need to protect that group of people. After Donald Trump was quoted as saying he was more determined than ever to pursue peace after his meeting with Pope Francis. And that's, first off, it affirms that the GOP president is not a warmonger. And for a change, it looks like the, the president was utilizing the Pope to say, you know, I was committed to peace before, but now I'm really committed to peace after meeting with His Holiness. Um, I think it's absolutely the right thing to say for President Trump. Um, was it my understanding that the Pope tried to uh, hand off some literature about global warming, man-made global warming? <laughs> I think I remember, hold on a second, uh, what is this, Trump, Pope, I, 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 I read this somewhere, uh, might have been the Daily UK, UK Mail, uh, yeah, Pope Francis, it was Think Progress, Mm. Pope Francis gifts Trump his encyclical on climate change. <laughs> oh, that, you know what that reminds me of? You guys know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of when Barack Obama gave the Queen of England a compilation of his, his speeches. <laughs> ah, oh, man, alive. Now, oh, good times, good times. The Pope gave a copy of his encyclical, his works, to the President of the United States on man-made global warming. <laughs> I am a practicing Roman Catholic, ladies and gentlemen. And somehow I don't view that as a substantive gift. From the papacy. In fact, I would have, um, I would have preferred that perhaps Pope Francis gift to the President of the United States a his his thoughts maybe on Saint Faustina. I'll let you guys look it all up. Or perhaps the prophecies of the Virgin Mary, Our Lady of Guadalupe. Perhaps that. 
I would have preferred that Pope Francis had dug down into the rich, deep faith that is Catholicism to pass on some wisdom from Catholicism. Not dig down deep, what, for the last 10 years? When man-made global warming, which used to be man-made global cooling, which, which now has devolved, depending, or evolved, depending on your perspective, into climate change. If the climate changes, it must be man's fault. I would prefer that His Holiness, the Vicar of Christ, would have dug down deep and wanted to convey to the President of the United States something that was deeply spiritual and not of this world. And not of men. Fantasies of men. I would have much preferred it would have been something that was grounded in the deep richness of the Catholic faith. Spirituality. How previous popes have recognized threats to faith. Threats to the free practice of religion. I would have preferred that Pope Francis recognize there's only one nation on the planet that has preserved in its founding documents the commitment to preserve rights that were given by God. That country is the United States of America. That document is the U.S. Constitution. If I were President Trump, I would have gifted Pope Francis the Constitution of the United States. And perhaps a copy of the Declaration of Independence to let His Holiness know that this country was founded by men and women dedicated to the prospect of preserving those rights gifted to humanity by God that men shall not seek to abridge. I would have preferred that. But hey, who am I? Just a practicing Roman Catholic conservative. 888 Back in a minute on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Thirty-three ninety-three, the Chris Salcedo Show. I, I am not going. Look, I don't. I don't turn this into preachy time here on the Chris Salcedo Show and try to indoctrinate you with my faith. I can say this: I am very proud of being a, a Catholic. I'm a devout Catholic. It is the it is the religious expression that that works for me, shall we say? And there's. Let me say it this way. There is so much beauty in the Catholic faith. Now, I know a lot of left-wingers are going to try to say, oh, the only thing about being Catholic is the Catholic priest scandal. That's, what, that's the sum total of being Catholic. Well, those of you who are Catholic know that's just an agendized group of people who want to remove God from public consideration altogether. And the Catholic Church being the most stalwart of and consistent until this pope consistent um faith around uh has been an obstacle to those leftists and and there have been some things and i I don't want to trash my pope uh unduly there have been some things that he has inspired me his shying away of the trappings of the papacy, the material trappings. He doesn't stay in the, in the papal palace, you know. He stays in a very modest room, 
off, off to the side. He drives his own car. He carries his own luggage. When he goes and visits people, he doesn't visit dignitaries. He does see dignitaries, i.e. the President of the United States. But he spends the majority of his time among the people and humbling himself before the people, washing people's feet, anointing their heads with oil, blessing them. And on that score, Pope Francis has been one of the most incredible popes that I have seen. And where he drops the ball, in my opinion, is his turning away of the spirituality of Catholicism, the power of God, getting mired and wrapped up into these fantasies, these creations of man, this theory, and that's all it is, is a theory of man-made global warming. Scientific community. Uh, despite what you have been told, does not have consensus on on man-made global warming. There is no consensus. Pope Francis has not been able to divine or to have presented to him by science an equation that says, well, if you put this much man-made CO2 in the air, you're going to get this much warming. There is no such equation that exists. The most abundant greenhouse gas is water vapor, not man-made CO2. As a matter of fact, CO2 in general makes up a fraction of the gases on the planet. I think at last, last time I looked at this, I want to say that 4% of the atmosphere of the planet, I mean, 96% are other gases, 4% of the planet is CO2, okay? Of that 4% that is CO2, you want to venture to guess how much is man-made? 1% to 2%. 1% to 2% of the naturally occurring CO2, or, or of the occurring CO2 in our atmosphere, is man-made. And that, we are told, is that it's, it's going to throw the other, it's going to throw everything else out of balance. Isn't it odd that as our sun goes into a a flattening or a mild solar cycle, how the temperatures seem to be dropping across the globe. We brought you this report a couple weeks ago. Pope Francis, Pope Francis using the visit with him, with uh, President Trump, as an, as an avenue to advance a left-wing theory, which is that man is causing the earth to, to warm. I, I would have liked to have seen from my Pope something that was more worthy, I don't know, of John Paul II. Something that dealt with human dignity. Something that dealt with the power of God in everybody's lives. Something that dealt with the spirituality of God in people's lives. And how the very people that Pope Francis has thrown his lot in with, the leftists, the socialists, the communists are antithetical to his faith being practiced around this globe openly and freely. That when Pope Francis shows up on a communist soil, he won't decry the oppression, the murder of the communists. Instead, Pope Francis saves his condemnation for a free people, for the United States. He condemns the United States, the only country founded on the principle of guarding the, the rights and the liberties that his God imbued unto humanity. And I've often asked and prayed for the soul of my Pope to have him wake up and recognize that the socialists and the communists around the world with their thuggery, their barbarism, their, their being synonymous with dealers of death are antithetical to the teachings of Jesus Christ. The teachings he is supposed to uphold. And that's the biggest problem I have with Pope Francis. His 
unwillingness or inability to recognize totalitarian powers for what they are. And I pray that somebody in the Vatican gets word of this broadcast because you guys need to do some soul searching. And I mean that in a literal and figurative sense, do some soul searching and recognize where your loyalties lie. And may I suggest mightily that the socialists and the communists and the totalitarians of the globe do not have your best interests at heart and they will kill you and your followers to prevent their agenda from being subordinated by something they don't even believe in, your God, my God, and their God. Up next, we'll talk terrorism, ladies and gentlemen. Michael McCall, chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, will be on with the Chris Salcedo Show. Do not miss a minute. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. I do think I speak for people who recognize that we're making choices in this country. We chose to let a jihadi back in and we chose, therefore, for our little girls to be slaughtered. We choose to protect the human rights of jihadis, 3,000 of whom are roaming those streets because their human rights matter more. We're defending that over our small babies. And I think many mothers like me, many fathers, many normal people, perhaps, uh, just feel that we've had enough now. We've had- That's Katie Hopkins, folks, a British columnist over there in the UK. And she's tired of being told that the rights of jihadis trump the rights of little girls to walk through life without being blown up by a suicide bomber. Let's talk about this and many other issues with Congressman Michael McCall from the 10th District here in the great state of Texas. Congressman McCall is the chairman of the House Committee on Homeland Security. He's the author of the brand new book, Failures of Imagination, the Deadliest Threats to Our Homeland and How to Thwart Them. Congressman, while, sir, welcome back to the Salcedo Show. Oh, hey, good morning, Chris. It's great to be back on your show. Uh, look, I, I, the, your political opposition, I think it's fair to say, is firmly in control over in not only in the UK, but in Europe and their policies, many believe, have led to this situation where you have uh, uh, girls as young as eight years old being blown up by suicide bombers. Would you comment on what Katie Hopkins had to say, what's what the mistakes Europe have made and what we're trying to do, at least what at least your side of the aisle is trying to do to thwart this from happening in the future? Well, we've been working with our European partners, I have, uh, for many years now, uh, warning them that they are in the bullseye and that they're very vulnerable to a terrorist attack. They have very, I mean, if you think we have open borders, they have extremely uh, open borders uh, in the Schengen province where they freely travel without passports. And we've been warning them about that. Also, they they would not uh, share intelligence with us. Now, the MI5-6, you know, UK does that, but the EU in general has not been a very good uh, uh, share of information, which is key to stopping this stuff. And then prohibiting, um, you know, just the basic stuff like getting flight manifest and doing uh, these checks on uh, passengers. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I think you're going to see more of this, unfortunately, Chris. I hate to say it. We've been warning them for quite some time. I think the UK, Theresa May, uh, former Home Secretary, they call it, in, in Britain, uh, mm-hmm. understands this threat. Um, and, you know, they have done a few things in Britain, like taken off jihadist material from the Internet. They actually have a law that does that. So, you know, we, all, we operate within our, the confines of our Constitution, as we should. But <clears throat> I think there's a lot more we can be doing uh, to stop this. And I, I worry uh, that we're going to see another one of these. The most gruesome thing about this one, too, was the fact that just innocent uh, – Children, I mean, kids, you know, my, my children's age, uh, getting and, and, and someone that my children listen to, a Western artist, um, getting blown up in, in, this, in this 
right outside the concert arena. It shows you how vicious and barbaric these people are. Well, yeah, let me let me bring in somebody of uh, a contemporary, if you will, of Ariana Grande, who, by the way, Ariana Grande, folks, has offered to pay for the funerals of the victims. Uh, mm-hmm. Katy Perry was weighing in. She's a, a singer, and she supported uh, uh, the Democrat side of the ticket in the last election. And here's what she had to say about ways to combat uh, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism attacks like we saw in Manchester. The greatest thing we can do is just unite and love on each other and like no barriers, no borders. Like it, it we're, we all need to just coexist. True. Yeah. She speaks. She speaks for a, a vast number of individuals who are on that political side of the equation who thinks the answer is just loving on the jihadis, opening our borders, much like the UK and, and Europe have done. Just let everybody come in. No borders. It, what is wrong with that analysis by by what would I consider my political opposition? What's wrong with that, Congressman? Well, it's just it's naive with the realities of the modern today's world and, and the mind of the mindset of the jihadists. It reminds me, you know, Churchill said when I was young, I, I was liberal because I had a heart. But when I was older, I was conservative because I had a brain. And, you know, look, everybody wishes we could all get along and sing Kumbaya. But the fact of the matter is. That is not the mindset of the jihadist. I've studied uh, the jihadists my entire professional career, and they are for Islamist world dominance. They want to kill Jews and Christians. That is, in fact, what they are doing right now in Iraq and Syria. And as we squeeze them in Iraq and Syria, they are moving back to where they came from. Many, 10,000 from Europe, by the way, that have, have now, I think, gone back uh, to Europe, and, and again, Europe with its very open borders, as Katy Perry's talking about, is working to their own detriment. This is this is a self-inflicted wound uh, by Europe. Um, so that's, yeah, the ideal world we'd, we'd love to live in, but I live in uh, the reality, um, and I'm pragmatic about the threats that we face and what we need to do to stop it. And above all, you know, I formed a, a task force like last Congress to stop foreign terrorists from entering the United States. And and this is where there are still vulnerabilities and gaps in our security system uh, that we need to to fill up so that they can't, you know, once they go back to Europe, what I want to make darn sure is that they don't come into the United States. Yeah. Congressman Michael McCall, 10th District, Chairman of uh, the Department, uh, Chairman of the Homeland Security Committee uh, here in the United States, folks, in our U.S. Congress, our guest right now on the Chris Salcedo Show. Uh, You probably haven't seen this report yet. Congressman Circa News is, is dropping a bombshell. They have evidence in this report, sir, John Solomon and Sarah Carter, that the NSA under the former administration, under Barack Obama, routinely violated American privacy protections while they were scouring through overseas intercepts and failed to disclose the extent of the problems until the final days of the Trump administration. Again, this is illegal surveillance on American citizens just, if you will, without seeing the details of what they have uncovered, if this turns out that there was massive illegal surveillance of American citizens by the prior administration, can you as a high-ranking Republican commit this will be fully investigated and fully brought to light so the American people know how their rights were violated? You know, absolutely, Chris. And this is, you know, I'm all for putting foreign, you know, agents, you know, foreign persons under surveillance to protect America. But, you know, we have a law that Congress passed that if that if that intercept then touches an American person and particularly an American citizen, then there are rights in place that need to be respected under our Constitution. And that needs to be minimized. This kind of takes me back to what we saw happening when they were unmasking names within, you know, uh, the Republican Party. For all I know, I may have been one of those. And, and, and when they were unmasking people in the Trump campaign and then circulating these names throughout the intelligence community. And, you know, I don't have all the evidence in front of me, but if that was done for political purposes of anybody who's an enemy of Hillary, that is that is the biggest abuse of power. Yeah, well, I, I want to get you back on as this this story is a major blockbuster and I think it has a lot of legs and we'll get you back on. Congressman Michael McCall, everybody, 10th District here in the great state of Texas. Pick up the book Failures of Imagination, the Deadliest Threats to Our Homeland and How to Thwart Them. Congressman, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much, Chris. Good to be on the show. 
888-900-3393, and this dovetails into a conversation. This report was brought up this morning, and it's going to feature two prominent Republicans, other than the, the, one, the Republican that we just talked to, Trey Gowdy and Senator Rand Paul. Trey Gowdy was being asked by Fox News Channel this morning. Uh, uh, Rand Paul was saying, would you evaluate Trey Gowdy and what he was doing yesterday with John Brennan? John Brennan, Barack Obama's CIA director. And John Brennan was grilled by Trey Gowdy in prosecutorial fashion. But a lot of us are wondering, what was he trying to get at here? What does Trey Gowdy know that I'm assuming Brennan knows he knows and trying to get Mr. Brennan on the record in an open hearing confirming? Now listen to this. Have you ever requested that a U.S. person's name be unmasked? Yes, I have. Do you recall any U.S. ambassadors asking that names be unmasked? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's ringing a vague bell, but I'm not. I could not answer with any confidence. The National Security Agency under former resident Barack Obama, writes Circa News, John Solomon and Sarah Carter routinely violated American privacy protections while scouring through overseas intercepts and failed to disclose the extent of the problems until the final days before Donald Trump was elected president last fall, according to a once-top-secret document that chronicled some of the most serious constitutional abuses to date by the U.S. intelligence community. What have I told you? Since this this show started broadcasting first on The Blaze back in 2013. We had come to know and come to find out that Barack Obama had weaponized this government, not against our enemies, but against us. He took the tools that we gave Congress to protect this country, and he took those tools and he aimed them inward toward U.S. citizens. And the allegation is, and I believe this, for political gain. Now, I don't care which side of the aisle you're on. And you know what? If a Republican were doing this, I would have the same reaction. It's, it is un-American. It is untoward. It is illegal for the intelligence agencies of this country to be used to keep one political power or party in power over another. It's, and it's patently just unfair, utilizing everybody's tax dollars for the benefit of one political party listening to phone conversations, and then thwarting what your political opposition is, tr- is planning to do to oppose you. It's an unlevel playing field, and Barack, resident Barack Obama excelled at it. And this line of questioning by Gowdy, the guys on Fox News Channel, they're a little curious too. What's he driving at? Do you remember what your last day on the job was at the CIA? What was the date? It was noon on January 20th when I gave up my responsibility as director of CIA. On, ad- on either January 19th or up till noon on January the 20th, did you make any unmasking request? I do not believe I did. What's he getting at, Senator? <laughs> Well, see, I think the concern is, and I don't have enough information to tell you one way or another, but my assumption would be that they do know somebody was being unmasked in the last couple of days and that there was this sort of frantic, uh, you know, commotion with the with the Obama administration trying to get at as many things as they could as on, they could on the way out. If this becomes, if, if we can determine this to be true, this is an amazing abuse of power and it dwarfs any of the other sort of made up stuff that we're looking into now if the obama administration was going after and targeting people of the trump transition or others politically this is an enormous story it will be an enormous story and you get the sense that many of these congressional democrats are pushing so hard on this fantasy of trump russia collusion they're pushing so hard because they themselves know just how unlawful how crooked how base how debaucherous resident obama and his left-wing extremists were and maybe there are some people in congress who could be implicated in the violation of americans civil rights where's the aclu on this
I'm asking. Let me think of who some of the loudest voices are trying to push this impeachment narrative. The, Demo- the leader of the Democrat National Committee, Maxine Waters. How many of these people could be implicated in trying to cover up Barack Obama's abuses against we the people? I'll be right back. This is the Chris Salcedo Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show. Welcome back, everybody. Here's the story I was telling you. Uh, one of the shows I do, of course, um, uh, uh, one is in North Texas on uh, a station called WBAP. And that station is a massive signal, booms into, I think last I heard it was 15 states, just a, uh, one of these, what they call a, a heritage radio station. So, uh, and the other one I do is, is Houston on KSEV. Once in a while, and actually, if you guys have noticed, because uh, I bring in some issues from the state level to you guys, a lot of you folks in California, New York, and Chicago, sorry, just we sometimes you, you got to tell you, you got to have that contrast. You got to see how good life is outside of the state you live in to know. I used to live out in California, and I didn't realize how debaucherous those people were until I got out. I just, I, as you all know, at the beginning of the week, I told you, I, over the weekend, I paid a visit back to California. I'll never go back. It's a, it is, it is a full tilt bozo left wing mess in California. They are screwed up, seriously screwed up. So the perspectives I bring uh, to the national show is so, it, always something I think you can benefit from. The local CBS, now, interest of full disclosure, I used to work at this CBS station. It's what they call an O&O, an owned and operated station. They did a story about a local sheriff who took to Twitter about the the goings-on over in Manchester, okay? Follow me now. He gets out there on Twitter and just lays it on the line, speaking a lot of common sense and a lot of truth. And a lot of lefties got their panties in a twist over this. I will play the report from the CBS O&O station, my response to it, and I'll let you hear how my conversation with the sheriff in question went. Be right back. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. To ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour two underway, the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you've tuned in, folks. Uh, glad, glad you have made the program because of what we're about ready to talk about. The reaction now to terrorism. We, we we detailed this some somewhat yesterday. Remember, when, during the era of Obama, whenever there was a terrorist attack, President Obama and the Democrat Party decided to point their fingers at us and tell us, well, you're just Islamophobic. <laughs> As bits and pieces of our loved ones and relatives and countrymen lay on the ground. It was our fault, you see. Katie Hopkins, she is a British columnist, tired of being told, that their citizens' lives don't matter. They, they matter less than the jihadists. And I played some of this before I interviewed the, uh, the congressman, but let me play in its entirety her, her sentiments in total because I think they're very powerful. I do think I speak for people who recognize that we're making choices in this country. We chose to let a jihadi back in 
and we chose therefore for our little girls to be slaughtered. We choose to protect the human rights of jihadis, 3,000 of whom are roaming those streets because their human rights matter more. We're defending that over our small babies. And I think many mothers like me, many fathers, many normal people perhaps uh, just feel that we've had enough now. We've had enough. We're tired of buying into the narrative that we're strong and the jihadis are weak. No, we've been knocked down. We've been trampled on. And I think the general population is fed up with being treated so awfully. We want jihadists out of this country or locked up. They cannot have rights over our sons and daughters. Oh, but they do. They do. They do. And there are plenty of left-wingers who will go to the mat for the rights of jihadists. And we've seen them. We know who they are. We know what their M.O. is. Now I take you to North Texas. For those of you who are not familiar with this part of the country, North Texas is the geographical area Dallas and Fort Worth are the two major cities. And they constitute a massive broadcast area. It's where the Blaze is headquartered in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And it constitutes the fifth largest radio market in the country. That's what's counted. What's not counted is the, the signal in this part of the country from either radio or television. It carries across several states, including the station I'm on, WBAP, in Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's, it's, it's a very powerful market in the country. It's the middle of the country. It hits several states, as does this television station. It's CBS 11. Now, CBS 11 is, a, is an owned and operated uh, station by the CBS corporate folks in, in New York. And I used to work here. So my, I want to encapsulate my critique of this reporting that you're about ready to hear in the in the vein of constructive criticism and instruction on how to be more fair and more balanced in your news coverage because as you're going to hear there is definitely a tilt to the way these individuals are covering a sheriff who after seeing what happened in manchester decided he'd jump on Twitter and comment. That remarks made by a North Texas sheriff about the bombing in Manchester, raising some eyebrows tonight, and it is not the first time he's made controversial remarks. Our Marianne Martinez live at the Denton County Sheriff's Office tonight. So, first off, you're, you're, you have already heard from the main anchor. Now, chances are the anchor didn't write that particular lead-up to the piece. That the lead up to the piece was written by the reporter sent back to the station for the anchor to read. So they have already classified his current comments as controversial. Uh, they, they lumped his current comments in with past comments he has made and they've labeled it. They've given it a label controversial. And that has a rather negative connotation, does it not? Well, Kaylee, Denton County Sheriff Tracy Murphy is not backing away from his comments. He says he knows he has his critics, but he also has a lot of supporters, and they happen to be his voters. I've never shied away from from uh, telling you my beliefs or how I feel about things. I'm, I'm not politically correct. Over a thousand comments reacting to what Denton County Sheriff Tracy Murphy has to say about the Manchester bombing. This is what happens when you disarm your citizens, when you open your borders without the proper vetting, when you allow political correctness to dictate how you respond to an enemy who... Let me just stop really quick. It, it, much of this is true. The U.K. has been disarmed. They are like lambs to the slaughter. The U.K. has leaders, decidedly left-wing, who have opened up their country to radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists without insisting on assimilation. These are all truisms. Now, do you, do you regard what the sheriff is saying as controversial? Or do you regard what this elected leader is saying as somewhat refreshing? Now, I can contrast this county sheriff with the Travis County Sheriff who's all about letting illegals, illegal alien felons back on the streets. Contrast that. That's that's in the same state of Texas, folks. So here is uh, more of Mr. Murphy's comments as dictated 
by a CBS reporter. You respond to an enemy who wants to kill you when you allow these radicals to travel to Afghanistan and Iran and simply let them back in. I'm an elected official. I ran on a conservative Republican platform, so I don't think it should be any uh, uh, surprise to anyone. His public post also says, what will it take? This happening at a concert in Dallas or a school in Denton County. If we don't do something quick, this country will die of political correctness and the fear that someone's feelings might get hurt. Now, political correctness, there is a pendulum that is swinging back the other way that is really resentful of liberal extremist Democrats who use the PC, the political correctness, to stifle debate. And the generation of snowflakes and of buttercups that they are that they are raising in our schools who can't handle opposing points of view who have instead they, they get violent they throw Molotov cocktails and they become abusive and and harm others because others say things that they don't agree with this is the this is the result of this political correctness the American left has wielded with abandoned and now they can't control the individuals they've inspired at the time of Murphy's post, nothing was known about the person behind the attack, only that he was a suspected suicide bomber. Now, remember, he's supposed to have said something controversial. So here's where the CBS reporter says that Mr. Murphy stepped out of line. You see, he had no way of knowing that it was a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist, even though everything we were seeing had and hearing had the hallmarks of a jihadi attack. But you can't say it. You can't. So what the, basically what this report has boiled down to is that this reporter is saying that this elected official was irresponsible, even though we ended up being 100 percent accurate based on knowledge and experience. <laughs> uh, it was unacceptable for him to jump the gun. And that's the main crux of this story. Well, he jumped the gun. He didn't know. And he went out there and jumped on Twitter. ISIS had not taken responsibility for the attack until this morning. Many details about the bomber and his possible link to ISIS are still unknown. Now, here is where the reporter is supposed to show balance. Well, you haven't heard it in the first one minute and 43 seconds. But they're supposed to, to have some actual people they've interviewed on the street. One who is a detractor, perhaps of the sheriff and one who's a supporter of the sheriff. So let's see how CBS 11 did. He probably needs to get his uh, facts straight a little bit more before he makes comments like that. In 2016, when Murphy... No, wait a minute. Uh, I, I heard a detractor in there. Did you? ...will link to ISIS are still unknown. He probably needs to get his uh, facts straight a little bit more before he makes comments like that. And then nothing else. So what is the, what is the impression left in the viewer the impression is well this guy had cbs 11 the cbs owned and operated property couldn't find anybody in denton county and in north texas who would support these outlandish statements of this sheriff that was the that was the desired effect from what i would say was unfair reporting in 2016, when Murphy was a candidate for sheriff, he was asked about transgender bathrooms. He said that uh, men who identify as women and use women's restrooms should end up in the hospital. He later apologized for those remarks. Now, in the interest of helping, in the interest of, of and, and perhaps this reporter was on deadline, perhaps this reporter didn't have the ability to go around and talk to people and, and show the statement that the sheriff had said. And the only person she could find was a detractor. Well, we jumped on the air today and we asked folks what they thought, good, bad, or indifferent, and what they thought about the, the sheriff. And uh, I will play <laughs> what we heard and also talk with the sheriff here. Coming up next, it's the Salcedo Show on The Blaze. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. The Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, glad you tuned in, everybody. So th- the reason I, uh, I, I, gave, I I went through that story is I want you to be able to watch your local newscasts and to be able to, to detect stories like this that have a clear agenda and a clear bias and be able to identify them, flag them, and go, you know what, and either watch or don't watch, or call up the station and say, what was that? What was that? Where's the balance? Where's the, where's the other side? And you didn't hear much of it in that story. From Now, you heard the sheriff's perspective, but again, the reporter's agenda was very clear. And that CBS owned and operated station agenda was very clear that this sheriff said something that was controversial. And then at the end, that was the exclamation point. The exclamation point was, oh, they only found one guy who could say a bad thing about the sheriff and they couldn't find anybody else. Well, this was how (laughs) this was how I, I got Tracy Murphy on the phone earlier and we were able to find some folks. Have a listen to this. He probably needs to get his uh, facts straight a little bit more before he makes comments like that. Uh, that was from last night. CBS 11's reporting on what Sheriff Denton County Sheriff Tracy Murphy had to say and what turned out to be an incredibly accurate, inc- incredibly strong stance against uh, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorism and also the wacky policies that have led to us being more vulnerable to said Apparently, uh, CBS 11 could only find one guy up there in Denton County who wanted to, to trash on the, <laughs> on, the sh- on the good sheriff. Denton County Sheriff Tracy Murphy joining me on the phone right now. Sheriff, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? It is a pleasure first, sir, to have you on the program and an honor to have you on the program. Uh, this liberty-loving Latino appreciated very much what you had to say, and I wanted to play something for you right off the bat. We took some phone calls. Earlier in the show, uh, and this is in, in the effort of helping out in, in the interest of fairness and balance. And, you know, if, if CBS 11 wants to update their story and include some positive aspects about what you had to say, this this audio is available for them. And I wanted you to hear it, Sheriff. Go ahead, guys. Fire that off. Well, uh, I think the good sheriff is 100 percent correct. Yeah, I'm, he's spot on. Oh, 100 percent agree. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I vote for him in the next election. I agree 100 percent with what the sheriff said. So there you go, Sheriff. Uh, I, I think there are some folk, more than a few folks out there who agree with exactly what you had to say, not being politically correct and standing up for what many believe is common sense and right. Absolutely. And, you know, and the uh, what I received in return is 99 percent positive, Chris. And, and uh, you know, the loud minority uh, who has nothing better to do but uh, throw profanities at me and attack me personally. Uh, I, I don't pay much attention to that. And uh you know, I, I think it's time that, that and, I, and I mean this, that political correctness, if we continue down this road, uh, it's, it's going to be the end of us. Now, I have two questions. Uh, the first question is, in your capacity as a law enforcement officer, seeing the posture that is over in the U.K. in regards to who they're letting into their country and, in my opinion, the lackluster uh, processes they use to verify these people's identity, and also, what's, what many uh, of a particular political persuasion here in the United States want to emulate that backward idea, uh, from a law enforcement perspective, how much harder does it make your job? It's a, it's a disaster. It's, if they can't look at Europe and see what's happened to Europe over the past 20 years and see what it's turned into, then uh, I don't get it. And, and they, they want to... Uh, uh, just open our borders or do away with borders altogether and and everybody walk away hand in hand and and that's a great concept and it's wonderful but when the person on the other side wants to kill you that makes it a little more difficult and that makes your job a lot more difficult yes absolutely it does yeah the second question i have for you have you considered running for speaker of the texas house (laughs) (laughs) i'm just just throwing it out there just saying yeah uh no i have not thought about that yeah Uh, well it's probably it's probably it's probably good you're in your capacity right now as Denton County Sheriff keeping people safe because, because you, you might be overqualified to do, uh, especially with the current, the current guy who's in there. Hey, I really appreciate you carving out time. I know you're busy, and, uh, and I just wanted to let you know the Chris Salcedo Show backs you 100%. And thank you for being here, and thank, for, thank you for doing what you do and, and, and saying what needs to be said. 
Thanks, Chris. I appreciate your support, and uh, uh, it, it means a lot to me, and, and I thank you. I got to give you guys a little background, too, on the crack about the, <laughs> the Speaker of the Texas House. For though you guys, l- let me just tell you, there is a guy by the name of Joe Strauss in Texas. He is the Barack Obama of Texas, and he calls himself a Republican. Now, let, me, let me tell you what kind of caliber of man this guy is. If, the, if Texas was majority Democrat, he'd be Democrat. If Texas was majority independent, he'd be an independent. If Texas was majority—it it, it is majority Republican, so he's a Republican. That's the level of conviction that this man brings to the table. And he bends over backwards to accommodate the minority. As a matter of fact, he gives Democrats an inordinate amount of say, not commensurate with the representation inside of the Texas House. Uh, you, for all of you who are tempted to believe that things are really good in the state of Texas, and compared to California and Chicago and Illinois, they really are. Chicago, Illinois, and, and New York. Uh, they really are. Uh, we've got a great Senate, a great governor. It's just the Texas House that is that filled with a bunch of individuals who are who really by anybody's description, are just Democrats. They're just Democrats. And one of them is in charge of the place. So, uh, you, you, and the reason, again, this is also relevant to our discussion because I, I've got to tell you, you've got to find these people and you've got to ferret them out. You've got to get rid of them. If somebody like that guy, the Barack Obama of Texas, can exist in Texas, can exist anywhere, they run the entire dang state out there in California and New York and Illinois and just choose your left-wing bastion state of Washington, Oregon. So you've got to ferret these people out and recognize they're not in it for you. They're not doing it for you. You can't, you can't undertake uh, processes and, and uh, policies that lead to what we saw in Europe and say, oh, I'm in it for the safety of the American people. You're not. You know, uh, if I have time to get into it today, folks, Mick Mulvaney is drawing all kinds of fire from leftists that, oh, they're so upset about the budget that puts that, that puts not only those who government helps in a sympathetic light, but also those who are paying the money. Do you know extremist libs, Democrats, they go after your money and they go after your money and they go after your money and they never once say thank you? You recognize that? They never once say thank you for the American taxpayer for busting his or her ass so that somebody else could get their hard-earned money. All they want, you know, all liberals and Democrats, you know what they say? They say, give us more so we can continue to be elected. Jack Buckby on the ground in the UK, folks. He's up next on The Blaze. The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. Only on The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The perpetrator was Salman Ramadan Abidi, a 22-year-old who was born and brought up in Britain. And as the emergency services have confirmed throughout the day, his victims were innocent children, young people, and their families. Our thoughts and prayers are with them all. There's Theresa May identifying the, the attacker, radicalized Islamic fundamentalist, jihadist who was allowed to come back into great britain uh even after visiting a terrorist hotbed and that's where we start our conversation with jack buckby he is of course the press officer for the british conservative political party liberty gb he was also illegally expelled from university for discussing problems of political correctness at university jihad and multiculturalism jack is the author of the brand new a co-author of the brand new book a paradoxical alliance. Jack, welcome back to the Chris Salcedo Show. Thanks for having me back, Chris. Uh, the aftermath of the UK bombing. I told folks about a tweet from somebody, I believe she's over here in the States, uh, who said that while, while there are children who are picking out pieces of human debris out of their hair, 
There are folks over in the UK and dare I say over here across the Atlantic in the United States who are consumed with uh, with preventing Islamophobia. What is the reaction on the ground over there in the UK? Are are these pacifist voices winning the day? Are these these disarming voices winning the day or have the British people had enough? No, I think they're winning. Again, um, what we've seen is, well, one of the first things that we saw happen was a huge vigil that took place in Manchester. And a lot of people look at these things and quite um, naively, I think, look at them and think, well, that's thousands of people coming together to stand up to Islam, uh, sorry, to, to Islamic terrorism. But then the thing is here, Chris, these thousands of people in Manchester that came together to stand up to Islam, who claim that they are not cowed and they won't back down, that they'll just keep calm and carry on, they're going to go home, and in a couple of weeks, uh, on June the 8th, they're going to vote for the Labour Party, or they're going to vote for another party that's pro-immigration. And um, these vigils solve nothing. I mean, it's all very well and nice coming together and to mourn the dead, but nothing is actually happening. And we've seen it with Theresa May. She's telling us we won't be cowed, we'll just keep on as we were months ago, literally two months ago, the 22nd of March, um, when 